This is David Wheaton. The following is a TCW short take, a bite-sized highlight from the Christian Worldview radio program. You can hear the full program at thechristianworldview.org. Describe how those two great awakenings, or two great revivals, I guess you could say, were different, and who the key preachers were during that time. You had George Whitfield, as mentioned in the soundbite, and then also the Wesley brothers. And then also Charles Finney, I think, came along at some point. The challenge here is working out what is similar, but what has changed. So the first Great Awakening, at the time just the Great Awakening, because I didn't know what else was coming, the Great Awakening is primarily then that work that God accomplishes through men like Jonathan Edwards and the British preacher, the English preacher, George Whitfield. Now, George Whitfield is a man who crisscrosses the Atlantic, goes back and forth on a number of occasions. He's mightily used of God, first of all, in England, but also in Wales, where he becomes very much an integral part of the Calvinistic Methodist movement. But he's also then used mightily of God in what were then the colonies, stirring up the church there, setting a standard of a certain kind of preaching. He and Edwards come into connection with one another. There's real mutual affection. Uh, You've also got men in the mix there like David Brainerd, the Wesley brothers who you've mentioned. And this is really significant. Now, the Wesleys were not Calvinists. They were Arminians. I think it's important to say that they weren't necessarily Arminians the way that some people are Arminians today that I think a lot of people would hear the Wesleys preach today and they'd be just as horrified by what they said as they might be by, for example, Jonathan Edwards. But the the Wesleys also, once they had become themselves converted men, uh, they were mightily used also by God. Uh, There was a falling out between them and Whitfield on account of the Wesleys' contentions with regard to Arminianism and the way that Whitfield as a young man, perhaps answered them quite aggressively from a more Calvinistic standpoint. But what you see in that first great awakening is, again, this almost emphasis on or revelation of God's sovereign power. It is God who is using these men, and he is accomplishing things by men who, some of them up to that point, either weren't Christians themselves or had preached very ordinary sermons in very ordinary circumstances with very ordinary impacts. God was at work in them, but then there's this great stirring, this great awakening. Now, what happens in the second great awakening, or the second awakening, is that there's a shift in emphasis. You've mentioned the name of Charles Finney, or Charles Grandison Finney. You've reached a point here where people are impressed more with the effects than with the causes. And they begin asking, how can we recreate the effects or secure this kind of impact? And Finney really ends up almost producing a playbook. This is what you do and how you do it in order to accomplish a certain outcome or impact with regard to the preaching of the Bible. And so what you've got there is a shift. Fundamentally, I would suggest away from the immediately and evidently God-centered and God-worked revival toward a more man-centered and man-created or man-stirred impact. 
we need to be careful, I think, not to absolutize that, because in the first awakening, there was an example in various places of what's sometimes called wildfire. There were people who wanted to jump on the bandwagon. And I think we need to take account of the spiritual dimensions of this, that the devil is going to perhaps try and counterfeit some of the same sorts of things. And there were people who would make great claims to religious or spiritual experience who would then turn their backs upon the gospel. And in the same way, in the second awakening, while there was more of this man-centered revivalistic approach, nevertheless, there were faithful gospel preachers by whom God accomplished wonderful things. But I think if you're asking, is there a, a shift? Yes, I think there is away from that primarily God-centered, manifestly God-worked emphasis in the first awakening. In the second, there is much more of man and what man can accomplish. And really, up to a point, you get to the stage where you're saying, do you really need God? And you see the fearful consequences of that because what you end up with is a merely religious fervor, a sort of a stirring up of, of mere emotion. But once that emotion has subsided, you're left asking the question, how many hearts have really been stirred? How many men, women and children have really been saved? What have been the long term consequences in terms of believing and behaving in the gospel yeah. and out of the gospel? This has been a short take from the Christian Worldview radio program. To hear the full program and connect with this nonprofit radio ministry, go to thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton.